Well, good morning. I really want to start this podcast out by going do 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 do, and at the end of it, you know, it's like chicka pa pa pa, chicka pa pa. And if you never watch Doug Funny, uh, you wouldn't get that. But if you do, there's your nice little laugh for in the morning. But we're back with you today. It's day six of the Streams of Eden podcast, Read the Bible in a Year. And today is June the 7th. And again, today we are reading in Genesis, Matthew, Psalm, and Proverbs. I'm going to try to be a little more looser. And hopefully we don't run into any more genealogy or names today. Because uh, I keep messing those up and I do apologize. If there's any like time that you you hear a long pause, it's because I'm trying to find my place or I've messed up. So I do apologize. But let's go ahead and get started in today's word. Today we're going to start in Genesis 13, chapter or chapter 13, verse 5, and we will end with 1521. So Abraham left Egypt and traveled north into man look at that already messed up it's okay i'm not even gonna start this one over so verse five lot who was traveling with abraham had also become very wealthy with flocks of sheep and goats herds of cattle and many tents but the land could not support both abraham and lot with all their flocks and herds living so close together So disputes broke out between the the herdsmen of Abraham and Lot. At the same time, Canaanites and Perizzites were also living in the land. Finally, Abraham said to Lot, Let's not allow these conflicts to come between us or, or our herdsmen. After all, we are close relatives. The whole countryside is open to you. Take your choice of any section of the land you want, and we will separate. If you want the land to the left, then I'll take the land on the right. If you prefer the land on the right, then I'll go to the left. Lot took a long look at the fertile plains of the Jordan Valley in the direction of Zorah. The whole area was well watered everywhere, like the garden of the Lord of the beautiful land of Egypt. This was before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. Lot chose for himself the whole Jordan Valley to the east of them. He went there with his flocks and servants and parted company with his uncle Abraham. So Abraham settled in the land of Canaan, and Lot moved his tents to a place near Sodom and settled among the cities of the plain. But the people of this area were extremely wicked and constantly sinned against the Lord. After Lot had gone, The Lord said to Abraham, Look, as far as you can see, in every direction, north and south, east and west, I am giving all this land as far as you can see to you and your descendants as a permanent possession. And I will give you so many descendants that like the dust of the earth they cannot be counted. Go and walk through the land in every direction, for I am giving it to you. So Abraham moved his camp, to Hebron and settled near the oak grove belonging to Mamar. There he built another altar to the Lord. About this time, war broke out in the region. King Amorpel of Babylon 
King Archit of Elasar, King Edelaramor of Elamar, and King Tadel of Gilema fought against King Bera of Sodom, King Barsha of Gomorrah, King Shanab of Adama, King Sherebi, Sherebar of Zebimar, and the King of Bel, also called Zorah. This second group of kings joined forces in Sidim Valley, that is, the Valley of the Dead Sea. For twelve years they had been subject to King Kelamor, but in the thirteenth year they rebelled against him. One year later, Kelamor and his allies arrived and defeated the Repahites at Ashethkalmor, the Zertites at Ham, the Emites at Shehiv Kathamar, and the Horatites at Mount Siri. As far as El Paran, at the edge of wilderness, then they turned back and came to Empathpat, now called Kadesh, and conquered all the territory of the Alakomites, and also the Amorites living in Hazan Tamar. Then the rebel kings of Sodom, Gomorrah, Adamor, Zababine, and Bel, also called Zor, prepared for battle in the Valley of the Dead Sea. They fought against King Kelamor of Alarm, King Tadel of Gaomor, King Aperpel of Babylon, and King Arch of Elisar, four kings against five. As it appeared, the Valley of the Dead Sea was filled with tar pits. And as the army of the kings of Sodom and Gomorrah fled, some fell into the tar pits, while the rest escaped into the mountains. The victorious invaders that plundered Sodom and Gomorrah and headed for home, taking with them all the spoils of war and the food supply. They also captured Lot, Abraham's nephew, who lived in Sodom and carried off everything he owned. But one of Lot's men escaped and reported everything to Abraham, the Hebrew, who was living near the oak grove belonging to Mar, the Amorite, Mamar, and his relatives, Esklar and Nor, were Abraham's allies. When Abraham heard that his nephew Lot had been captured, he mobilized the 318 trained men who had become or had been born into his household. Then he pursued Kelamor's army until he caught up with them at Dan. There he divided his men and attacked during the night. Kelamor's army fled, but Abraham chased them as far as Hobar, north of Damascus. Abraham recovered all the goods that had been taken, and he brought back his nephew Lot with his possessions and all the women and others who were captive. After Abraham returned from his victory over Kelomar and all his allies, the king of Sodom went out to meet him in the valley of Sheveh, that is, the king's valley, and Malakzek the king of Salem 
a priest of God Most High brought Abraham some bread and wine. Melchizedek blessed Abraham with this blessing. Blessed by Abraham, by God Most High, creator of heaven and earth, and blessed be God Most High, who has defeated your enemies for you. Then Abraham gave Melchizedek a tenth of all the goods he had recovered. The king of Sodom said to Abraham, Give back my people who were captured, but you may keep for yourself all the goods you have recovered. Abraham replied to the king of Sodom, I solemnly swear to the Lord God Most High, creator of heaven and earth, that I will not take so much as a single thread of sandal thong from what belongs to you. Otherwise you might say I am the one who made Abraham rich. I will accept only what my young warriors have already eaten, and I request that you give a fair share of the goods to my allies, Anor, Escalor, and Mamar. Sometime later, the Lord spoke to Abraham in a vision and said to him, Do not be afraid, Abraham, for I will protect you, and you, your reward will be great. But Abraham replied, O sovereign Lord, what good are all your blessings when I don't even have a son? Since you've given no child or children, Eleazar of Damascus, a servant my household, will inherit all my wealth. You have given me no descendants of my own. So one of my servants will be my heir. Then the Lord said to him, No, your servant will not be your heir, for you will have a son of your own who will be your heir. Your heir, not heir. Then the Lord took Abraham outside and said to him, Look up into the sky and count the stars if you can. That's how many descendants you will have. And Abraham believed the Lord, and the Lord counted him as righteous because of his faith. Then the Lord told him, I am the Lord who brought you out of Ur of the Chalinus to give you this land as you your possession. But Abraham replied, O sovereign Lord, how can I be sure that I will actually possess it? The Lord told him, Bring me a three-year-old heifer, a three-year-old female goat, and a three-year-old ram, a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. So Abraham presented all of these to him and killed them. Then he cut each animal down to the middle and set, laid their halves side by side. He did not, however, cut the birds in half. Some vultures swooped down to eat the carcasses, but Abraham chased them away. As the sun was going down, Abraham fell into a deep sleep, and a terrifying darkness came down over him. Then the Lord said to Abraham, You can be sure that your descendants will be strangers in a foreign land, where they will be oppressed as slaves for 400 years. But I will punish that nation that enslaves them, and it, in the end, they will come away with great wealth. As for you, you will die in peace and be buried at a rapid old age. After four generations, your descendants will return here to this land for the sins of the Aramites do not yet warrant their destruction. After the sun went down and darkness fell, Abraham saw a smoking fire pot 
and a flaming torch passed between the halves of the carcasses. So the Lord made a covenant with Abraham that day and said, I have given this land to your descendants all the way from the border of Egypt to the great Euphrates River. The land now occupied by the Canaanites, the Kenizzites, the Kamanites, Hittites, Perizzites, Rephahites, Amorites, Canaanites, Jigarites, and Jebabites. Now we will turn to Matthew chapter 5, verses 27 through 48. You have heard the commandment that says, You must not commit adultery. But I say anyone who even looks at a woman with lust has already committed adultery with her in his heart. So if your eye, even your good eye, causes you to lust, gouge it out and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for you, your whole body, to be thrown into hell. And if your hand, even your strong hand, causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. You have heard the law that says a man can divorce his wife by merely giving her a written notice of divorce. But I say that a man who divorces his wife unless she has been unfaithful causes her to commit adultery. And anyone who marries a divorced woman also commits adultery. You have also heard that our ancestors were told, You must not break your vows. You must carry out the vows you make to the Lord. But I say, Do not make any vows. Do not say, By heaven, because heaven is God's throne. And do not say, By the earth, because the earth is his footstool. And do not say, By Jerusalem, for Jerusalem is the city of great, the great king. Do not even say, by my head, for you cannot turn one hair white or black. Just say a simple yes, I will, or no, I won't. Anything beyond this is from the evil one. You have heard the law that says the punishment must fit or must match the injury. An eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say, do not resist an evil person. If someone slaps you on the right cheek, offer the other cheek. If you are sued in a court and your shirt is taken from you, give your coat too. If a soldier demands that you carry his gear for a mile, carry it two miles. Give to those who ask and don't turn away from those who want to borrow. You have heard the law that says love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. In that way, you will be acting as true children of your Father in heaven. For he gives his sunlight to both the evil and the good, and he sends rain on the just and the unjust alike. If you love only those who love you, what reward is there for you or for that? Even corrupt tax collectors do that much. If you are kind only to your friends, how are you different from anyone else? Even pagans do that. But you are to be perfect, even 
as your Father in heaven is perfect. Psalm 6, 1 through 10. O Lord, don't rebuke me in your anger or discipline me in your rage. Have compassion on me, Lord, for I am weak. Heal me, Lord, for my bones are in agony. I am sick at heart. How long, O Lord, until you restore me? Return, O Lord, and rescue me. Save me because of your unfailing love. For the dead do not remember you. Who can praise you from the grave? I am worn out from sobbing. All night I flood my bed with weeping, drenching it with my tears. My vision is blurred my grief by grief. My eyes are worn out because of all my enemies. Go away, all you who do evil, for the Lord has heard my weeping. The Lord has heard my plea. The Lord will answer my prayer. May all my enemies be disgraced and terrified. May they suddenly turn back in shame. In Proverbs chapter 1, verse 29 through 33. For they hated knowledge and chose not to fear the Lord. They rejected my advice and paid no attention when I corrected them. Therefore, they must eat the bitter fruit of the living their own way, choking on their own schemes. For simpletons turn away from me to death. Fools are destroyed by their own complacency. But all who listen to me will live in peace, untroubled by fear of harm. So I do apologize for the correction I made in Matthew. Uh, I got a little aggravated with myself there. But thank you guys for joining us today and reading in God's word. And we can't wait to see you tomorrow. Thank you. God bless.